<laughs> oh, we don't have any instruments today, unfortunately. We have the instruments of our voice. Severe oversight. I'm not about to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Corridor Podcast. Today, it's Fenner, Dean, and myself, Nico, sitting on the couch. No Jake today. It's just us. AI boys. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I guess. AI boys. Hey, congrats on... Uh... Such an awesome video dropping this past weekend, guys. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, man. I yeah. was uh, very proud of it. It, was, uh, it <laughs> yeah. was really fun to work on. Yeah, and you <laughs> like, can tell we're both super tired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think uh, Dean and I burned the candle a little bit there. Yeah, both ends. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's easy to do that when you're having fun and during, yeah. like doing cool stuff and learning a ton. Yep, well. and so, the first, you know, we're seeing the reactions. People seem very positive about it. You know, I'm I'm glad people are pulling out all the Easter eggs we stuck in there and yeah. stuff. And uh, as big Spider-Man fans, I think it was super fun to put that all in there. And I think uh, hopefully it came across. Well, I mean, I think that you guys have currently done the best artistic creation with Stable Diffusion, in my opinion. Like, Dang. not to like rank everything in the world, but, you know, a lot of people have been generating images of Stable Diffusion and doing experiments, but... In my opinion, you guys are kind of the first ones to go out there and not only create a finished product. I mean, other people have created finished products, but you did so in a way where, you know, having having a different picture for every frame actually makes sense in the story that you guys are doing. And it's visually captivating. And it's just one small part of an actual, like, creative whole of a piece that you guys made. You know, it's not like, hey, I applied a filter to a video and now it's art like you know, that's yeah, not what you guys and there's, did <laughs> there's been a lot of um stuff there has been a lot of videos made with stable diffusion but pretty much all of it has been uh i don't know what the plugin's called but you can essentially have each frame denoise the last deform. frame yeah deform and you can uh we've done it you can cre- create animations these really trippy like psychedelic animations that will just plunge further and further into this, you know, endless image of AI gobbledygook, mm-hmm. you know, but uh I you know, I do think we're the first people to make something that has some consistency and it's not just uh you know, 100%. hallucination. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a very small overlap between like actual visual effects artists and people using AI for generation like synthesized media. There's a couple of them out there, but like there's not that many of them out there. Yeah, it was like, Dean, because this was your idea to be like, what if we did some Spider-Verse thing? And as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, we, yeah, this is like the perfect idea for this, where you're like, okay, we can have this very distinct art style, which also has a history of being like multiversal in nature. So it's like, hey, we can use it to have all these cool different art styles and different characters. It was honestly, we found through the process like perfect for it because yeah, so much of Spider-Verse is based on glitches and um, you know, changing art styles and stuff like that and it was kind of, it was a good mask for us to hide all of the little inconsistencies with the AI but yeah, like I hope, like the biggest goal with the video I think is like for somebody to watch it and have no idea that there was AI touching it. Mm-hmm. And I did see plenty of comments where somebody would respond like, hey, oh no, this was actually you know AI or whatever. Because yeah. people thought it was animation. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this was the best fan animation I've seen in a while or yeah. something like that. So, I mean, the um, rips have already started of people cutting out all of our stuff and then just being like, new leaked scene from across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, thankfully, like the first comment, most of those was like, hey, this is a Corridor's video, but every a few, you know, layers down, you find the, whoa, crazy. And it's like, oh, they bought it. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I think it's also it's really easy to underestimate how much actual like work went into it. Because also watching the the side by sides that you posted, Fenner, on your Instagram and on the quarter Instagram, like a lot of the shots I thought were just like Spider Verse shots. It's like some extra work put onto them, but they're full on like composites taken from original Spider-Man films that have nothing to do with Spider-Verse yeah. and all that stuff is added. <laughs> New graphics are generated. Yep. Like full on. Yeah. Getting into yeah. it, Dean and I were kind of like, man, we can't just cut stuff out and put it in. So it was like every single shot, except for the one shot at the start where Peter turns around and goes like, huh? Mm. Every single one is like a VFX shot. <laughs> so <laughs> it ended up being a lot of work, but it was, uh, it was really rewarding. And like, man, that last day when we were working on it and we had got it to a point where we're like, it's done. Let's just spend like four hours polishing it. That was yeah. so much fun. Where yeah, we're just like, that, that let's extra just tweak sauce, this. Like, you know, it's great. But but also, I think that was part of the the joy of the process. Is like we talk about it in the crew video, but like looking at the Spider Verse film and figuring out like, I mean, obviously it's such a it's such a creative achievement that movie. You know, just from there's like animation cg animation before spider-verse and there's cg animation after spider-verse mm -hmm. and um we've had guests on the sh on the react show alex snow who talks a lot about this of how cg animation these days is really starting to push it's like a, a new era it's like mm -hmm. they're starting to push uh the appeal of these uh of these animations each frame having it look like a painting rather than it being a a shortcut for animation because the thing is like with um you know with classic 2d animation you can't get shading and you can't get you know uh complex you know depth Ge geometric structure geometric yeah. structure and i think they uh we did an episode about klaus the mm -hmm. uh the netflix uh 2d animated film it was using i think a process in nuke to add uh, a whole depth lighting pass to the characters oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. and the director of the film was saying like this this didn't used to be possible and we used to look at the dvd covers of uh you know like animated films from the 80s and 90s and be like i wish we could make the movie look like that like yeah the 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 way animation was done like it wasn't an intentional thing to have it look flat you know it's like if they had the option they would have given it depth you know and like cg gives you that ability to do that in a reasonable amount of time but i think a lot of studios got caught up in the in the tech and they lost the like principles of animation yeah you know and spider-verse brought that back and so like like going frame by frame through that film it's just sort of like every frame is and this was their intention every frame was just gorgeous and yeah. like so sculpted one of the coolest things from watching some of the spider-verse behind the scenes is the um the supervisor on it was saying you can pause that movie and every single frame is legible which is so cool because they didn't use motion blur like yeah the, occasionally it's used when like to really make it a moment mm -hmm. and then when they do it's like this steppy kind of like almost frame blending thing or but, even they use uh like smearing yeah you know like having doubling up on the arm as it's yeah. moving but it's like every frame is so clear and it's i don't know it was i don't know that movie the first time i watched it was still it, it blew my mind and was super inspiring so just when we were like had our opportunity to be like let's just do something kind of like inspired by this using this and i don't know it was so cool to kind of create our own little adventure within that like art style and universe like it was super cool yeah so. when fenner when you were working with other companies how much like granted like the ai machine learning landscape changed a lot in like the past six months but when you're working at the other companies how much like was machine learning part of your pipeline there very little like very little. i think it's just starting to kind of roll into some studios but that is like the i don't know the probably one of the worst parts of larger scale studios is there's such an established pipeline that any sort of change is very slow. So, you know, it's getting there, but I remember I have a really good friend of mine, um, Mike Asatura. He was really early to the deep fake thing. I, I, yeah. He, so he was like very early on and he, um, he had a really hard time just being like, Hey guys, can I 
use this software to do <laughs> deep fakes because we have a shot that we need to replace someone's face hmm? with another actor. And they're like, yeah, well, okay, we'll try to get it set up. Like, um, that's not exactly the same, but it, you know, it's the same process of like just having, it's, it's not really that present. I mean, there's R and D departments at every big studio that's starting to roll that stuff in, but it's been really nice at quarter just being like, sweet, let's use magic mask. It's awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not perfect, but God damn, it's good. Like, yeah. And yeah. Dean basically rolled magic mask, like Roto just mats out for every single shot. So. Yeah. It's like we edited the piece together and then in like 10 minutes I yeah. had most of the shots. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, you know, there's little pops here and there and yeah. we kind of were able to, again, like you said, hide behind it with the Spider-Verse stuff. But yeah. And it's like it if worked. given time, like given another five minutes, I probably could <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dialed exactly. it a little more. Exactly. It's going to take twice as long, 10 yeah. minutes instead of five. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is just like, man, having like, this piece wouldn't have been possible without machine learning. We wouldn't have oh. been able to do that without Magic Mask. Yeah. Like, it couldn't have gone in. We should and... mention what Magic Mask is. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Magic Mask is DaVinci Resolve. They just rolled it into their actual Fusion pipeline, but it was traditionally in their color page. It's basically just uh, like AI-generated roto. You basically do a couple little squiggles, hit play, and it sort of figures out what to extract from your scene, and it's black magic wizardry <laughs> no it's straight it's, it's straight insane. up magic because yeah. and it, that's why they call it that <laughs> if, you've, if you've heard of rotobrush with after effects or you've used it this is basically rotobrush times a hundred it which is it crazy calculates a hundred times faster because <laughs> rotobrush Roto 2 is really good but this is like you literally just draw a line on a person and it's like you could pretty much get a perfect mask if if Especially if it's just like subject and a background, yeah, it just nails it yeah. every time. And um, yeah, it's just it. So much of this AI stuff, you know, we've we've talked a lot about this. Is it is it takes all of the boring shit out of the process? <laughs> yeah, everybody hating on it doesn't realize. It's taking all the boring crap out that we don't like doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, you're gonna take this roto you know artist's job where i had to sit there for eight hours and, and hand cut out a frame it's like no now that person can do something creative mm -hmm. you know yeah. instead of just uh yeah grunt labor yeah and i think i think that was something you got across really well in the crew video like that crew video you edited together in like two days <laughs> <laughs> because you were editing the actual short it turned out so well and i I love you like the discussion you guys had just about the ethics of AI in that. And what I think we tried to get across in the video was that it's a tool. It's I don't think it's going to be this doom and gloom take every artist's job thing. It's gonna hopefully enable people to be more creative and Yeah, I mean, like if you again, going back to those wipes that you have, it's like those are you're just using assets. Those yeah. are it's like anything else. It's just the computer has generated something that is really close to what you want, but you still have to take it and manipulate it. Yeah. Match the colors, you know, do all kinds of things. And yeah. it's, it's, I don't, I mean, we said this a few months about the go about video, but I, like, I don't know that it'll be ever at the point where you just click a button and you're, and you're done with it. And that's, that's such a boring concept to me, at least <laughs> yeah. as like, like, uh, especially like first getting into stable diffusion, like after we made our death of the effects video, mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap. That was when I really had the moment of like, this is going to change everything. Getting into it immediately. I was bored by like text to image, like mm -hmm. just typing something in an image comes out. It's like, this is so cool, but it, it doesn't mean anything to me personally. It's about as boring as stock stock imagery yeah yeah and like it's, stock <laughs> it's, image it's, actually super boring. it's just really cool looking stock image sometimes yeah, but yeah. that's it the like, first it. thing for me that that i was like oh i love this it was discovering image to image where you mm -hmm. could give it an input image and you basically have a slider of zero being the original image one being purely random you know uh based on the prompt and like you can actually start to mix a process of like, you know, giving it an original input image and then putting that in Photoshop and then taking it back and in painting and doing all these different things and getting it to be exactly what you want in a super short amount of time. Yeah. You know, and I, 
I guess I do. I do understand the very, the more traditional artist like hesitation towards it where it's like, yeah, you know, it is this weird gray area of it is copying styles for sure. And like, yeah. you know, I've seen some really cool art in the style of guys like Greg Rakowski <laughs> that yeah. he didn't create, but it's like, and like, I could see like traditional concept artists as well. That's definitely something that I think that industry will have a bit of a weird shift, but I guess my perspective on it is that if I was a working as a professional concept artist right now, I'd be like, sweet, I'm going to really try to learn this tool and, you know, become, yeah, like, cool. This will save me some time drawing the mountains in the yeah. background. Cause you're still gonna have to draw the actual concepts. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, right. Believe it's it or just, not, you can't just type in some words and get your unique vision. Yeah, it's like you said, Dean, it's like, it's creating assets and maybe yeah. that helps you display 10 different versions of something to a client and they can just iterate and it'll just make that process better. I, I did see one guy on LinkedIn who's a concept artist and he trained a dream booth model on all of his own concept art. That's cool. That's cool. And he was like, this is awesome. Yeah, He's like, then, it just gives me this starting point of like, I'll just do like a batch of five. And then I'm like, I like that one. I'm going to work off that. Mm -hmm. It's like just to, yeah, it's, it's and so weird. much of, I mean, it's really funny because a lot of concept art is taking existing images, yeah. cutting things out and putting them in place. And yeah. like, you know, I can't wait for the day that, uh, a program like Photoshop or, or something has an incorporated tool that is like the stable diffusion paintbrush, which is yeah. just like, you know, you have your image, you can, you know, auto select an object and be like, oh, I want to change it to this and just sort of like continually get closer to what you want. But again, it's like, I am just so bored by the idea that it like the thing that people fear, which is like, uh, you're just going to type something and something comes out. Like, yeah. And I think that's why, like, you know, video is pushing that even farther because you have to, like Spider-Verse, you have to make sure every frame is what you want. And that's yeah. thousands and thousands of pictures. So it, it, it'll never get to the point where... I'll never say never. <laughs> well... <sighs> like it's not going to happen in the next year. Yeah, but it, it just <laughs> it's not going to happen for a while. That, uh, Cut to two weeks later. <laughs> that, that you won't want to have like a human voice coming through the thing, well, even if most of it's AI. It's funny that you're talking about this because like right now I'm I'm doing all the prep for the video we're shooting tomorrow, which is uh what was, what was the title that you came up with again? It's uh, how to how to tell who's real on the internet. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. Something like that. But basically, this video is it's a it's a it's a discussion about how to spot fake videos slash AI generated videos. And one of the segments is going to be looking at art, uh, basically stable diffusion art versus real art. And I was like, okay, well for the segment, you know, we were talking about this idea of like, why don't we start it off with a guessing game? You put two pictures up and you guess which one's AI, which one's the real thing. Like, cool. Well, I'm going to kick things off. I'm going to get some Greg Rakowski pictures and then I'll generate some Greg Rakowski pictures. So I went like, here's a cool dragon picture. Here's a cool knight fighting another knight, you know, whatever. I grabbed some cool pictures from his art station page. I'm like, okay, hop over to Stable Diffusion, start typing in, you know, a red dragon by, painted by Greg Rakowski and like every single one is garbage. <laughs> it's like, I thought <laughs> yeah. it'd be like, ah, you know, I can get something kind of close. Like, no, like literally getting a cohesive, just, just a cohesive dragon and nothing else is nearly impossible did out you, of Stable Diffusion. Did you try any image to image ones? I didn't because that's cheating. Yeah. That's when you start, if you, image is to image is just yeah. actually drawing something now, yeah, <laughs> you know, right? with the help of like. You know, that, at that point, it's like no different than like Photoshop being like, here, let, you know, here's some tools to tweak your colors or like, you know, fix yeah. some lines. But like, yeah, like to actually generate something that's anywhere close to Greg Rakowski is currently impossible. Yeah. Uh, and it's a long ways away. And it's like, well, what about those great pictures of people's faces I see? It's like, cool. Like, if I give you a model, if I give you like 100,000 Im images of a human face, I can train an, an AI to give you one more image of a human face and it's going to look fine. But the moment you want something unique, the moment you want like a special face tattoo, yeah, you know, it's, pff, done. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it's like, I specifically want this scar and I want it to be the same scar when the face is turned a little bit, you know, it's yeah. like, nope, no way. <laughs> it's not going to work. Even yeah. like I was trying Van Gogh, like you'd think, all right, you know, you can mimic the Van Gogh style pretty easily. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> no, like it's close to like the really untrained eye. It's close. But the moment you scrutinize it just a little bit, you're like, yeah, it lacks concept and direction and structure. And, you know, it's like it just immediately falls apart. It's kind of a terrifying thing zooming into AI mm -hmm. art because it's um, it's really just like looking at a dream or yeah, something. Yeah, so say, the second yeah. that you start to uh, break it open, it's like, does it even it, this isn't even anything. It's actually yeah. like the the 
core of this is just random stuff. I mean, it's yeah, like the same concept together. behind cartooning. You know, it's yeah. like cartooning is like, what's the minimum number of lines and shapes I can put down to like to create emotion? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, those two blobs and that one other blob definitely anger <laughs> yeah well it was so funny like because we would be generating these random just frames for glitch frames and stuff and you'd be like spider-man climbing a building and then it's just like some red and blue squished on some gray but <laughs> yeah. i was like if i squint that's spider-man like yeah if you squint if it flashes for one frame it's spider-man yeah. but like a lot of those individual frames is just like weirdness like it's yeah it's and really i mean cool. in like, a way it's almost like the way a human artist would work is that you draw the broad strokes first yeah. mm -hmm. and like the ai is working from a perspective of like i every pixel is going to come out at once and <laughs> it's going to be something i've seen before you yeah. know it's not sort of like you know drawing each stroke one at a time yeah so it's interesting like i'm really starting to feel the tool right yeah the whole concept of like we're on this precipice of mankind like you know, destroying itself on the mountains of, you know, like that's not happening anymore. Now it's yeah. like, okay, this is, I see where this fits in. It's like, it's like fancy Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it like, really this is. is not, a, this is not a uh, industry killer. It's like, it's, you know, certainly a, a good taste of what machine learning is going to bring us. But what machine learning is bringing us is not the death of the artist. Machine learning is, is, is machine learning is bringing us the death of tedium. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's like awesome. Like, if I like we don't we don't deride Christopher Nolan for not touching a camera, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, Steven Spielberg doesn't necessarily write his scripts. It's like we don't deride him like, oh, you just pushed a button, your money button and you got a script and you filmed it. Yeah. And you yeah. didn't even film it. You hired somebody else to actually <laughs> yeah. hold the camera. You just stood there and pushed a button. <laughs> it's yeah. like you don't say that about them. It's like because <laughs> there's obviously so much to actually still making something outside of like actually having to physically make it and the ai is the same thing where it's like cool i pushed a button and it gave me a good picture of a mountain too bad that's not a story yeah <laughs> you know i still need to take that image of a mountain now and insert it into my work of art and work on the composition and create my story and figure out why you even give a crap that there's a mountain in my picture in the first place like ai is not replacing any of that you know yeah. well and i think that's possibly the thing that people are afraid of like i re recognize for sure that there is the element of like it, it could be seen as like stealing somebody's art style but there's also the like gatekeeping aspect of it which yeah. is like i went to art school and yeah. i have a you know i am accredited to tell people stories and i can't have just some random kid on his laptop on google collab <laughs> you know <laughs> making uh making cool stuff and you know, we talk about it in the crew video, but it, there is there is, of course, a line where you're just into the stealing mode. But we uh, I, I kind of made this analogy in the video, but like when hip hop first started as an art form, the music industry didn't see it as music. They were like, this is this is just they're just using music, yeah. other music and talking over it, mm -hmm. you know. And it's only now that we see like, oh, that is a it is its own art form. And like when somebody samples a song like, you know, Kanye West, you know. Sorry, he's uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, uh a better example. Another example. <laughs> yeah, no, but, you know, those uh, those songs like are a, a, such a creative use of samples, you yeah, know, to are. the point where it's totally transformative, like taking taking the uh like there's one song where he takes the the instrumental noodling at like the beginning of the song like two seconds of it and that's no church in the wild yeah you know and uh it's like doing that with with ai i think is really the exciting thing is like taking just a, a nugget of something and then making that into a whole new thing or you know but but yeah i, th I that's how i think that's, of it is that's like, where the artistry comes in yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, I took this little two second sample, but I made a whole track out of it. Or I took this, I don't know, like weirdly generated like cowboy Doctor Strange, and somehow turned that into a scene in a thing. But you yeah. have to actually, yeah, it's Nico. You were saying, I guess that was last week or a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. <laughs> it's all a blur now. But you were talking about just getting to a point where it's like using these tools to tell a unique story, mm -hmm. and that's like. 
that's what's so awesome about this stuff is it just it breaks down that barrier to entry i mean just open source tools in general or free tools like you know stuff like blender is like man if you want to make some cool animated scene go do that then run it through stable diffusion and like it's it's so cool like it's all just to me it's like bringing like breaking down that barrier to entry a little bit which is nice yeah yeah for sure i mean everybody likes likes drama you know and we've all watched terminator 2 so it's like (laughs) And then we can be like, ah, oh, AI, it's sentient. My job <laughs> is at risk. It's me versus the machines now. <laughs> like, you know, it, obviously people like to indulge in that, uh, that fantasy a little bit. But, you know, the other thing I'm reminded of as we talk about all this is like, no one actually decides what art is. No one makes the rules. Like, no one gets to be like, you can't like that. That's not how art is made. It's like, if you like it, you like it. Screw yeah. everybody else. Exactly. Like, so what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah well i and then kind of going going off the point of you know people in art school being kind of gatekeepers i think there's also this thing against art school was that what are you against art school well the gatekeeping i went to art school but you haven't been gatekeeping you've opened the gates for the people (laughs) you open the gates for like fenner and i like you know like learning off your stuff and (laughs) and that's the cool like sharing knowledge is the cool thing but like kind of telling people like hey you can't do that you know there's rules here it just feels i just feel like this might be a kind of separate thing but there was this whole thing where people were telling like coal miners to learn how to code uh-huh. you know uh, and yeah. the whole like when when ai uh automation you know all those fears started rising it was like oh the truck drivers are gonna lose all their jobs mm-hmm. but the second it <laughs> p- hit people in art schools they're like i'm not gonna learn how to use this freaking program <laughs> that, what do you mean that's i'm gonna been, draw with my hand the way i always have that's been the thing that is like i guess my biggest like I don't know conflict with it is yeah it is kind of like yeah it's a new tool unfortunately you gotta learn it like mm-hmm. yeah and not unfortunately it's like you're this is awesome you get to learn this <laughs> like it's yeah and so it's, yeah it's just this yeah. kind of thing where people want there's this split of like you want your art to be like so representative of what you like and 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 what you feel deep down but also it's it is something you provide to a community, right? It is a, yeah. it is a, it's a uh, commodity or it's like a, it's a thing that you are giving to others to like improve their lives, just the way like cooking food for somebody is. So if there's a better way to do it, to bring it to more yeah. people. Literally nobody complains about us having magic mask and Vinci. Yeah. yeah. Nobody awesome. complains about us shooting on digital instead of film. Nobody complains about us using green screens instead of cutting things out by hand. Like, yeah. Yeah. In like stable diffusion or any AI generated stuff, it's like it's like building a video game. It's not building the video game for you. It's just giving you a texture for like the grass. Yeah. It's like, oh perfect. I needed a texture for the grass. And rather than having to go outside and take a picture of the grass, I can just type in grass texture. It's like that's what it's doing for you. It's not video game level. It's like you can't type that in and just get something. It's just yeah. it's like it's uh, objects. It's just me, giving you little objects. It's stock footage. And it that's makes all me it so is. amped. Cause like uh, like me too. I, I don't have to screw around with all that yeah, shit anymore. I know, like we're all like sci-fi heavy, you know, people, fa- fantasy heavy people, and it's like you have these stories in your head that you like. I can't ever tell that story because I don't have 150 million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, if I have the ability to just, you know, like we're talking about with all these free programs like Blender, Unreal, like it's opening up the floodgates of like, you know, and even if everybody's able to do it it's like at least i can tell the story that's in my head before i die you know it's yeah, like exactly. all these stories that you thought about since you were a kid it's like i might actually get to like make those in my free time like like a painter would yeah uh like a painter would paint a painting it's like maybe film is just be- gonna become like painting where it's like anybody can do it you yeah. know i mean yeah. that's that's the biggest thing for me with all of this is it just it enables you to make more cool stuff like and it's working on the spider first thing together i was like dude we can do such cool stuff like yeah again that was i think it was a little bit of like perfect use case for it but i think we can yeah going it forward it's, it's only gonna get you know the the pace has been insane i sent nico something the other day but my dad had a freaking we were joking about how it was going to become an iphone app like yeah. we were playing around with it and then i like 
saw my parents and my dad was using basically an implementation of dream booth that's just like an iphone app wow yeah which was made by the guy <laughs> that actually started the discord yeah that oh we directed everybody towards yeah and uh so i was like wow this is already out there you yeah. know it's already you know easily available and you know as much like because for us like the work on the spider-man short was like a lot of that is just representative of you know the things that we've learned about filmmaking like it's not just ai but like the ai stuff in it you know i don't i don't honestly know that much about like stable diffusion i've learned a ton about it in the past month or so but there's still like really basic things where i'm like i don't know how that works but it's like it's really not that hard to use yeah and like well it's it's kind of i always feel the same way with using different tools and stuff but then i kind of think i'm like you know, I don't actually know how like a paintbrush works. You know, yeah, like yeah. I'm like I don't. I, you don't I do it. a lot it's of like oil picking, painting. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I understand there's paint and there's a brush, but it's like yeah, it's just you know, it's you don't. It's this weird thing that I've always struggled with. It's like this balance of being a technical artist mm -hmm. and it's like versus a creative artist, and it's like I think as long as you can understand how to use the tools. You don't need to understand how the yeah, tools work. And Nico, we, there's a balance there for yeah, sure. Yeah, we had talked about this a little bit where you were kind of like, I could be keeping up with all of this because it, the pace of the tech is moving so fast. Like, I could be keeping up with all of this. And then in two weeks, it could be like a click of a button and mm -hmm. really easy to use rather than like I have to open yeah, Anaconda have to or Python. Always be careful about how much time you spent solving problems. Yeah, because there are teams of people solving the problems at yeah. the actual companies that know what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, you know, like the temporal consistency thing, right? You're trying to get so it doesn't flicker for every frame. You sit there like, all right, here's a new process and a new method. And if I do this and I make this pipeline, hey, this kind of works. All right, let's let's get the rest of the team trained up on this pipeline. Cool, we have a whole workflow going. It's all dialed in. Don't change a thing. Now we can shoot a whole project around this new pipeline. Let's go. Two months later, you finally have. A cartoon, a full-blown cartoon that you shot with cameras, but still took a lot of work. But now you did it. And it's like, and then like a week later, they're like, company's like, okay, here's a new method. Works great. Just click a button. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah, yeah, dang it. Seriously. <laughs> well, I was even you posted that example, that new test today. Mm -hmm. And I was the thing I noticed right away was like the eyes were so consistent. And that was probably the biggest thing we had jumping around. Like, was that a new process you're doing? Yeah. Uh I don't know if we should talk about it too much. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. It's like when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the world of open source and sharing knowledge, right? But I don't want to share it until I get the video out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. No, we get at least, I get at least a couple weeks. Let's, okay. do, it first. Let's do it first. We did the same thing with the Spider-Man video. We're like, we can't tell anybody. And then when the video's out, we'll tell everybody. We'll show you exactly how to do it. But like, uh, there's just a fun thing of like, you know, it's cool to be the per person to like figure it out first, yeah. especially when every two weeks it's like a hundred times better. Uh, it, it, it does feel cutting edge right now. And yeah. like, People... And it's that's a really fun aspect of it is like I'm sure in a year it'll be so so well implemented in all these programs that it won't feel new right now. But like again, like you're talking about, there's these massive companies with like hundreds of millions of dollars in R and D, and like here we are on this YouTube channel. It's like we're doing stuff that you know Hollywood films aren't doing, and yeah. it's like well, that's only that's the only reason like corridor has survived as like a company is because because we can do things faster and like you know obviously like i'm sure there's somebody at ilm messing around with stable diffusion you know it's like 
you know, cool. But like, even if they actually did something really nuts with it and they implemented it into workflow, you're not going to see it for two years, you yeah. know, because it just, it takes that long for things to get finished. Yeah. I love that analogy of like, it's like ships in the ocean, a giant container ship takes forever to turn. Mm -hmm. But if you're in just on a jet ski, like the quarter digital jet ski, you're like, <laughs> oh sweet, stable diffusion. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Shred over there. Like, it's, yeah. And you got a little bit of time to play around in that water before that big cargo ship gets there, <laughs> but it'll in, get there at some yeah, point. It comes yeah. in swamps. Yeah. So it's like, we just have that ability to be like, you know just to go out there and try it and then it's it's in our blood it's kind of how corridor started it's like okay here's a cool visual tool well you know i we don't learn the visual tools because we like learning visual tools we learn the visual tools because we want to make stuff with them you know yeah and so it's like so then we go and you make something with it but it just takes a few weeks and you just do it quick and it's casual and you're not worried about it being perfect and, and boom, suddenly it's out there it's also the best way to learn something is like diving into a project because yeah. if yeah like uh like this year i've been like learning 3d and i had tried you know every few years i would open the the blender donut mm -hmm. and i would do it and i'm like i'm not there's no hook here but the second i was like you know around you guys and everybody's like you know do this a render or like like i'm gonna make yeah. a little thing and that's gonna be you know for, for these videos that we do i was like oh i'll just make something i'll just my goal will be to make something and if there's something i want to do i'll just google it and learn how to do it and that's like i mean at least for the youtube generation that's like how we've learned everything is it's just yeah. the the knowledge is all available and you know yeah. i was <clears throat> i was even thinking about with with youtube like the idea that you can make a vlog edit it together like casey neistat like you can make a vlog edit it together and put out a like 15 minute video that is a whole story with footage and everything like Imagine telling somebody in the twenties that you could do that. Imagine telling somebody in the eighties that you in could the eighties, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we that you take could... that so for granted now that yeah. you can just film something and edit it. It's like nonlinear editors like weren't invented until the nineties. Like it hasn't been around that long. <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and imagine what the future of this stuff is that like the YouTubers you love, it's not that you're watching like vlogs. You're watching a full animated uh episode of television like every week from your favorite creators yeah, yeah. well i mean like let's say a tool like like magic mask comes along and it's like hey this this divides like this decimates like literally this takes one tenth as long to do something now that used to take me a lot longer so i can go out and do the exact same shot that major studio would do but i need one tenth of the man hours or one tenth of the manpower and so that means if i go out and i do a little short that has 10 effect shots in it like i can do this at studio level you know and and with a team of my size and you go out and you do it and you get it done. It's out there. I was like, wow, you just did the thing that Disney can't do or whatever. You know, it's like granted Disney can do it. Give them another year. Like, you know, like I said, there's that slow thing happening, but like it's just being able to get out there and do it and do it quick and just move on to the next and trying things. It's, it's, it's really a really awesome spot to be in. And the like the online audience is like just like us. They have embraced the jank like people yep. are OK with jank these days. Uh, you know, something's not perfect. It doesn't matter if the concept's cool. It doesn't matter if you're just authentically trying to make something cool. Like no one's going on like Joel Haver's videos and being like, your lines popped. Your yeah, there was some blinding like, <laughs> you know? I truly, I had not heard of uh, Joel Haver until this week and I have been binging his videos. <laughs> oh, They're yeah. so funny, man. The like RPG ones, it's just that perfect, perfectly yeah. captures. Like, and like mm -hmm. the, his animation style using Ubisynth is like, it gets and you always talk about this with the old quarter videos is like it gets the idea across <laughs> like it, the execution is good, yeah, the good enough that you un you get what it's going for and like that's truly all that matters cool. because like yeah we could we could have like gone in and fixed peter's eyes on every frame of him animated in in that short but yeah, it's like but the video still wouldn't be out yeah and it yeah, like screw that <laughs> it will never be like perfect but we got it to the point where it got the idea across you yeah. know the idea that we're going for yeah the the crazy thing just going back to joel haver is like you're saying it's like it's good enough to get the idea across but then that idea becomes so like good and so relatable that now that art style becomes oh that's the joel haver art style yeah and there's other youtube channels now that are like just doing his art style yeah it's crazy it's like what? It's, like, and there's a charm there's a there's an added joke in <clears throat> some of 
what that art style provides to his videos because yeah. like a little bit of that jank is kind of funny yeah you mm -hmm. know it's yeah a, style matters yeah it does matter like you can't present a very clean hyper polished style and have jankiness in it right you do mm -hmm. need to have it match the vibe of what you're presenting um but that said it's like if you can't achieve a perfectly crystal clear cinematic style and be like okay well that's not my style yeah <laughs> you was, know i don't know if you guys have seen the new black panther yet but there's a sequence in it where it's i found it super jarring mm -hmm. it was cutting between this was really weird too it was cutting between the imax aspect ratio and like a cinematic aspect ratio from shot to shot that's weird which oh, weird. was because usually it's like oh this is an imax sequence cool but it was from shot to shot. It was super weird. That is really weird. It's super jarring. And then one of them was very clearly, like, not that it was bad, but it was blue screen, like, set. Wait, give me a, because I've seen it. What what, what so part are you generally the, talking the, about? The kind spoilers? of big finale battle. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, jeez, um, yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then it would cut to the other kind of battle happening, and it's, like, this beautiful slow-mo cinematic in, like, practical sand. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Like it's like all oh, like super shallow depth of field, then to like wide locked off camera on blue screen. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Like it was super jarring, and it was like, if you're gonna have that polished, like this is cinema, it was super jarring to then jump to like, ah, this is very VFX heavy. Well, like to, blue screen comp to kinda. tie that into Spider Verse. That's like why I love that movie so much because so many comic book movies are like especially marvel marvel is like split between two styles which is and there there are times you know i've looked at these movies super closely over the years because we've been making these react videos and stuff and there's a there's a specific scene in civil war where uh it's like uh the airport scene and iron man and captain america first like meet up in the middle of this airport which all looks like it's shot on a green screen you know but you can tell that Iron Man is looking one direction before, you know, before Spider-Man shows up. He's looking one direction and it's, it's very serious, like in the, the very cinematic lighting. And like, it's very uh, like part of the tone that I liked about that movie, which is more of like a political thriller. And then when Spider-Man sh shows up and they cut to Iron Man's reactions when he turns, you can tell there's he's got like maybe a wig on or something that is like trying to you know, make his hair look like it did during that shoot, flatter lighting, and it's all the quips. And you can tell with these movies that they do this like joke pass or this mm. like, I don't take this seriously pass. And that's with the Marvel films is like what I, what really pulls me out of it is that s there's so much undercutting the gravitas of the mm. situation by characters being like, none of this makes sense, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and I think whereas Spider-Verse like tonally was just, it never did that, even though it had tons of quips, tons of humor, even like fourth wall breaking stuff in the beginning, they talk about like the Spider-Man popsicle. Yeah. But there's no moment during the final battle where somebody's like, this is dumb. Don't take this seriously. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. It, that's, I think, my biggest issue with Marvel as well. It's like. It's like, here are the stakes. Yeah, they don't really matter, though. Here's a goof. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's kind of this weird, this weird thing that, I don't know. It definitely takes away from those movies. Yeah. And it, I miss the days of like super earnest adventure films, you know, of, and that's the stuff that I find myself gravitating more and more towards. Like, you know, movies that came out when I was younger that were like, they just they went fully into it, and they're they're you know like um, what are some movies that came out recently? Like the Batman uh, took itself. There's no undercutting of of the world of the that the characters live in. Mm -hmm. I think Dune did that. You know, it's just yeah. there's a lot of these. Hopefully, more uh, big budget movies are going to come out and stop doing this. Like, there's got to be a joke every five seconds thing. Yeah, I feel but, like Dune was a great example of that. It's like, here's the world you're going to be in this. Like, here's the style. Yeah. Like, it was very well done in terms yeah, of There's that. no like, hey, this guy's wearing a weird outfit by somebody <laughs> in the movie, you know? I mean, just we just need to wait for filmmaking to democratize a little bit more, you know? Yeah. It's like being able to explore those kind of storytelling ideas. Narrative is really hard to do, right? You have to build worlds. You have to build characters. You have to deal with acting. 
and like not everybody's an actor. Not everybody looks like the character they want. Not everybody sounds like the character they want, even if they can emote correctly, let alone direct and write well or shoot something. Like, but we're close. We're getting there. I, you know, something I've, I've been thinking about is like, you know, so many companies that exist off of user-generated content. And as we're seeing, not just with machine learning and AI, but just with all the tools that we're using, like it's becoming easier and easier and easier for people to make content. And it's not necessarily easy, but it's becoming easier. But so many of these companies have become multi-billion com dollar companies purely riding off the backs of all the people making content for their platforms. Mm -hmm. And you have something, you have someone like YouTube, who I think has done a really solid job of working with the people that make content on their platforms, right? I don't feel exploited by YouTube at all, right? Yeah. But then you have other companies like Facebook or TikTok that, in my opinion, very much exploit people yeah, in their TikTok's the big quest one. for audience and mm -hmm. their quest for, you know, having somebody to like absorb their art. Yeah. It's like, cool, you make all the content, we'll keep all the money. Yeah. And it's weird that like in a world where people talk about people being exploited, people kind of just, I feel like you hear rumblings of it, but people really kind of just turn a blind eye towards something like TikTok or Facebook where they've literally made billions of dollars and they haven't given any of it to the reason they, the people that made it so they could have billions of dollars, which is the people making content. Like, well, yeah. and also on TikTok, it's like, there's just a top rung of like for, if it's like the dancing TikToks or whatever, like mm -hmm. there's one girl who's making all the money and then all of these other people don't get anything. And mm -hmm. she's like using their dances and all this stuff. And it's just, it is kind of the lowest common denominator of all these platforms, uh, Whereas, like you're saying, like YouTube, it feels so much more democratic where you can be a small creator and make like a like a middle class income by just making your like cooking videos or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, by making just like having a hundred thousand people who are gonna show up for your your videos. Yeah. And you know, who knows that'll change on YouTube. But yeah, <laughs> I hope it at does. the very least, it's uh out of all the different platforms, YouTube is one that very clearly has a relationship with the content creators on the platform, you know? But it's just, yeah, like Netflix makes their own videos. If Netflix just started taking people's videos mm -hmm. and like, you know, oh, that's a cool video you put on whatever service. It's mine now. I'm going to put it on Netflix. People can pay a subscription to watch it. You'd be like, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. But apparently it's totally okay for Facebook to do it. And it's totally okay for TikTok to do it. <laughs> you know, it's uh, like, and to an extent, it's totally okay for Instagram to do it. But like, yeah. We just, we, we're in we're this little bit of a weird bump, I think, in like in terms of art where it's like, it's becoming easier and easier and easier to do. And you have all these systems that had to be built around creating this because it was really expensive and hard to do. Mm -hmm. And you, in ways it is still very expensive and hard to do, but like these systems need that income to prop themselves up. And so like they're kind of finishing their end game wherever that end game is going. And like this new world's kind of coming out, but like, you have all these in-between companies where it's like, oh, user-generated content is a thing, but it's kind of janky, so we don't actually have to pay anybody for it, but they'll definitely grow our platforms. Whoever can get the yeah. best user-generated content, you get, you know, wins. And, like, right. I think that bubble's going to pop in about five, ten years, and then you're going to have to see, like, then you're going to see, I think, stuff like, like either Netflix or YouTube really kind of dominating the scene where it's like, you know, Netflix at a certain point is just going to be thousands of executives hiring thousands of filmmakers yeah. at honestly normal budgets you know like normal cable television budgets like make us a show about this make us a show about that which is basically what youtube is at this point just with a, like a little bit more middleman you know yeah. Yeah. and that's cool that's fine you know whatever great good job you guys have an actual industry you know youtube's obviously taking another slightly more algorithmic path but it still boils down to someone's got to shake the hands with coca-cola and sell the ads and someone's got to shake the hands with the partners who get the views you know it's really not 100% automated. Like we we obviously talk to YouTube reps all the time. You know, it's yeah. it's a human to human thing. You, you know, if you're somebody with a thousand subs, you're not going to be able to talk to a YouTube rep. But if you're making real shows, it's it's just a slightly more algorithmized version of what's happening on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just have an executive producer calling the shots. They're just like, hey, if you can get the views, we'll give you the budget. It's like, okay, it's just yeah. like slightly reversed. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting close. I mean, you, know, you guys demonstrated with this the Spider-Verse video that like we're getting close to a time when somebody can go like, I have a vision for this world or for this character or for this style. And a lot of it is just world building. It's like, it's hard to build worlds, but I have a vision. Can I make it a real thing? And it's like, we're getting there. Yeah. You know, 
Fenner, you happen to be like a champion at, at nuke and compositing. <laughs> not everybody is, <laughs> you know, which is not free, <laughs> <laughs> which is also not free. Yeah. You and know, that, like, I mean, to be honest, that is like the, the thing that makes the video what it is, is like your input on that stuff where it's like, otherwise it would have just been, ah, oh, that's a cool idea. But like the artistry that you applied to it is what made it. I think the thing that it is. Thank you, man. Yeah, well, man. I, I disagree though. Cause <laughs> The whole thing with it was that your idea for it was it like we went out for sushi after we talked with Nico <laughs> and we came up with a cool story. And yeah. that's that's what it was. That was the artistry of it. Like it's again, like Nuke's just a tool like Da Vinci is like stable division. It's just it's just different ways to enable you to do art. Nuke is kind of prohibitively expensive, yeah. <laughs> but it's. um. Well, but now but Fusion, I, Fusion, yeah, Fusion which is built into DaVinci Resolve and, and is a similar node-based compositor. And like Nico and I were talking about this morning, actually has some tools now, which Nuke does not. Yeah. Like Magic Mask <laughs> is now built into it. Yeah. Uh, there's like, one Nuke other, oh, the, the automatic like Z-Depth. Oh yeah, automatic Z-Depth, Sky Replacement. Sky, Sky Replacement thing. Yeah. There's like some stuff built into there. And like- I wouldn't be surprised if Nuke- Reapproaches their licensing over the next couple of years. Yeah. Because yeah. there are more visual effects artists than there ever have been before. Yeah. And frankly, with every year that passes, other companies are starting to do things that Adobe's not doing. Like yeah. if Adobe doesn't reach like feature parity with like DaVinci Resolve the next year, I they're gonna start seeing a pretty big exodus, you know? Yeah. It's like Magic Mask is a big deal. It's yeah. huge. And like I can get, you know, a year or two between like Magic Mask existing and DaVinci Resolve and like After Effects not having like the equivalent. But after that, it's kind of like downloading. It's like it's it'd be like buying a 3D program and it doesn't have ray tracing. It's like yeah. but then there's also the aspect <laughs> like, of like <laughs> like you edit your video together and then in Premiere and then you send the shots out to import into After Effects and then you export them out again. And in Resolve you just click on the clip and you go into your compositor. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a tab. And that, that system has like, it, it's changed everything for, for us working on these crew videos is like, you can actually do so much more now. Cause there's just, again, it's like, there's no, the creative freedom is like, Oh, I want to make a cool illustration of this thing. I just click on that clip and go into fusion and yeah. it's not, it's not prohibitive to be like, okay, I have this amount of time. This after effect layers janky, you know, whatever. It's yeah, just no, like, it's just part of the process. Yeah. Like it's not this weird, like side quest. You have to go yeah. on to complete your video. It's, it's so cool. Like, the, the tools are getting way better and like with every year they're getting way better and it's really wonderful to see. And it, it's really important not to take it for granted because I think everybody, everybody does. Like we all look at computers, we look at AI, it's like, oh, it's gonna be so much better in two weeks, you know? Yeah. And it's like, haha, it, it probably will be, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but in reality, it's because people are working their asses off, you know? And like, they're working hard yeah. on it. And it's not a guarantee that stuff does get better. And it's well, not a guarantee that new tools come out. It's just, thankfully, we live in a world where people value it and everybody's working hard to make new tools. Everybody's working hard to share information and like that's only going to continue if people put in the work to make it continue. And yeah. the people who put that out for free, man, huge props to them. Like, who's the guy who, le who created Blender or is the head oh, guy of Blender? Super cool Dutch dude. Yeah, that Dutch just, dude is yeah. like that guy's just a straight G. And the amount like, of money <laughs> that guy has turned down too for all the times Blender is like people have tried to acquire it. Yeah, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm it's good. Like, do you like, know how many people would have just like I can't learn three? It's just. I can't learn 3D. It's prohibitively expensive. Yeah. And Blender's just like, no, it's actually one of the best 3D programs available and it's just free. Yeah. Unreal Engine, yeah. the same thing. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I got for Fortnite, Unreal man. Unreal Engine is yeah. like literally the pinnacle of mankind's like programming ability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's free. And it's just freaking, yeah, it's man. free. And, and also then, just was like a savvy business move by them to be like, every artist, go learn our program. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I and, know that, uh, and then now Stable Diffusion was a cost what like six hundred thousand? How like some well, yeah, crazy well, amount of money. It's important to be specific here. So the actual technique, the diffusion image creating technique, is one thing. And that's created by I think some university students and a guy from Runway ML. Stability AI trained up a model. Yeah, and they spent six hundred thousand dollars training that model. Yeah. Um, 
and they're trading more models. And I think that's the kind of business they want to be is they want to be a model business. So it's mm-hmm. like, mm, you want a nice model for entering cars? Well, I got the best model right here. Right. <laughs> Trading 4K Lamborghinis, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know. And honestly, that, in the future, that's where the value is going to be in machine learning. It's going to be in the models. It's like the code's like, cool, whatever. You have like, you have two pages of code that like runs it through machine learning algorithm. Like whoop-de-doo. It's like the model that you spent the past two months training on 5,000 GPUs, that's the thing that has value, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But so that was done with stable diffusion, one point four and one point five, right? Or yeah, like- well, and it was it was a team effort once again between Runway and Stability, and I don't know the full details. Part of me thinks that yeah. Runway got a little overshadowed in this process. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, I guess what I'm saying is but like there, there was going. all this money spent on it, and I can just download it right. for free. Yes, you know, 100%. and that's the crazy part is that again, like Unreal or Blender or all these programs, it's like they put all this work into it. And then it's just like, here you go. You know, we'll, we'll try to figure out how to monetize this. But it's not like, you know, there's a bunch of AI tools I see online where I'm like, I've seen a different version of this that's free and you're trying to repackage it for like yeah. 30 bucks a pop, yeah. you know? And um, it's just, I love the open source mentality. And I like, we just want to get as many gatekeepers out of the way. Yeah, as it's possible. the jet ski versus the big ship. <laughs> yeah, especially with this kind of stuff because it's so powerful. It's like you want it open. You want people learning. Like imagine math being like behind a paywall. You know, it's like <laughs> he's like, no, I want to learn algebra. Just yeah. open source it. Yeah, that's basically what we have here. I bet we're gonna have to redo a character copyright ASAP. It's about time. Because yeah. at a certain point, when you acknowledge that somebody like Spider Man is just it's in the cultural mythos, right? Yeah. And freaking Disney. Anybody can make, literally anybody right now can still make a Spider-Man film. Nobody's stopping anybody. It's just you might not make any money off of it. Yeah. It's just, we only pay attention to things when they're actually good. <laughs> and I think that filter is pretty strong. Yeah. Like I've, I've come to realize that like, oh, you made it a, a cool like official video game adaptation. Nobody cares if it, unless it's good. Like yeah. nobody cares about the Paramount Halo series. It might as well not exist. Yeah. <sighs> like we've already had multiple Halo series live action up to this point anyways. And like, nobody really cares about those either i mean i take that back some people obviously enjoy some of the other series but like point being is that if i turn to you and be like there's a new there's an official halo series coming out you'd be like oh cool i wonder what it looked like you would be like oh it's been done before yeah you know because the others didn't really hit yeah, as long as halo. it's good yeah it's good it's good like, yeah it doesn't matter if it's made by a dude in his basement or if it's made by disney it's like it only matters if it's good you yeah. know yeah but disney wants all the money they want all the money they want control over their <laughs> they ideas want, yeah they want to control our entire popular culture yeah dude if if you had two options let's say let's say you're a big old somehow you're a bigger business than disney um and you're going to buy either disney and all of the ips that they own don't forget they own fox <laughs> or you can buy literally every other ip in the world which one would you oh, pick? No. Disney. I'm buying Disney. <laughs> Disney. Yep. Dang well, because Disney, <laughs> Disney's like a like an anime villain where like like yeah. 20 years like, ago we're they were buy like up your childhood. Yeah, yeah, they were like we have little girls in our back pocket with these princess characters, but we don't have little boys. We'll just wait a little bit, and then you just it's like oh they just bought Star Wars. Oh they just bought Marvel. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then suddenly it's like every child is owned by Disney now. Like yeah. everything they like. But you know what? I gotta, I gotta give Disney props on one thing. And they, they still have this like this little spark, this little ember deep in their hearts. The the spark of Walt, Walt Disney still burns ever so slightly because they still seem to care. It does. Yeah, no, <laughs> they still, still seem to care. It seems authentic still. It's like, like deep inside. It's like, but this is truly for little girls and boys, the most precious things that we have. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh man, have you guys seen the little the little uh, Grogu like Studio Ghibli thing? On oh, Disney I haven't Plus? watched it. No spoilers. It's just a little three-minute clip that they posted as a teaser. Oh man! And it, I like, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so beautiful and yeah. it's so simple. And I was it's like, like, it's it's true. Like, I and we'll yeah. we'll we'll talk shit about the Marvel movies a little bit, but it's like there's still something special there. And like, a movie will come out like Black Adam with mm-hmm. The Rock, where I'm like, I'm a massive DC fan, and yeah. I had zero interest. Yeah, because I was like. This is just a skin for yeah. a rock movie. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's just I don't, I couldn't generate a rock movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were, yeah, they just, 
the, the rock, rock as a superhero. Yeah. I mean, we've talked to so many people that worked on Disney stuff and Marvel stuff. And it's like each person's like incredibly talented and amazing in their own right. And it's like they're all coming together and working on these projects. It's yeah. just, it seems like Disney somehow manages to hit that balance between like, hey, we are a business. It does matter. But also we are we are honest about our art. You know, it's it's yeah. it's interesting. Like, somehow I, they have I that blend. I think they are parks. Yeah, it's the, the parks, the parks but like, I think it's also the people that putting in positions now. Like you look yeah. at John Favreau and like Dave Filoni for the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, those are guys that love Star Wars. Yeah, like, and Dave Filoni specifically is like George Lucas's straight up Padawan. Yeah, and it, it's but it, it means everything to him. And that even if not all of the new Star Wars stuff is good, there's still like heart in it like yeah. some book above it maybe not so much but then, <laughs> but, but then there were two episodes them. of the, it wasn't that bad they were like hey robert go make a show <laughs> yeah, it's like a spy kids yeah um but man like yeah watching andor i'm just oh. like nico i know like, i started I'm 20 minutes in oh. i started this show yeah, you can relax dude, i've started watching it it like, just keeps so getting good. better it's so freaking good and it's yeah it's just it gives and it had no right to be. It was like, this was the one where I was like, they're doing a show about yeah. the, the yeah. secondary character from Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. And a prequel just, to the prequel. Like, yeah. And it's like, we know he dies and he's not even the, the main character of the film. And it's like, it's just so good. Talk yeah. about world building, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And Maybe that's why it's good. Because it's about the secondary character from Rogue One, and well, like it doesn't it gives everybody, freedom. all the executives are looking elsewhere, and they're finally like, "Yeah, we can make something now." Well, so well, often and it doesn't so feel like Star Wars. Yeah, and it's like, not in the too best connected way. to like any of the other stuff going on. Which so much of the stuff, even like Mandalorian, I loved, and then it was like even as much as I loved Luke showing up, I was like, they're just doing that thing again, where it's like, oh, I know that, <laughs> but Remember? but like the biggest like connections in Andor have been like. Oh, there's a TIE fighter. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, it's like... And because it's not like, look, all the TIE fighters, it's terrifying when mm. a TIE fighter shows up. You're like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh, TIE fighter. And it, but TIE, so, TIE fighter is the scrubbiest. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but it's so like, cool because so like, the way they present yeah. it. It's yeah. just like you have that, that little childhood thing of like, oh, cool. I know what a TIE fighter sounds like. And then when you're in a scene and you start to hear that echoing through a valley in the distance, you're like... Yeah, no, it's the Rogue One thing. We we were going through Rogue One for that explosions video. Yeah. And it's the way that it's not just that it's like, oh, I know that thing. It's the way it's presented mm -hmm. is like, oh, this is how it would really feel like. You know, mm -hmm. in Rogue One when the when the Death Star comes up above the horizon. Oh, so cool. And it's like upside down. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is this is what it's like that's this, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking this like goofy kids film and being like, we're gonna like this is how a planet ending thing would actually feel or like in this show it's like how a rebellion would actually function in yeah. order to like overthrow a fascist government you know yeah <laughs> and it's uh yeah i i am so that show that show and also tales of the jedi which we've talked about a little yeah. bit is like star wars is firing on all cylinders right now i don't want them to just, just let dave filoni and tony gilroy do everything yeah and don't do anything never let ever. Robert Rodriguez like Rise of Skywalker <laughs> under no circumstances ever do like anything. if I like in stable you have your positive prompts and your negative prompts I'm gonna put in Dave Filoni and Tony Gilroy in positive and in and tons in, of parentheses too yeah <laughs> with tons of parentheses and then in negative I'm gonna put Rise of Skywalker with like like 800 parentheses <laughs> yeah 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 it's cool too because Andor and Tales of the Jedi could not be more different. Yeah. Like And Tales of the Jedi like brings a bit of that like it's still for kids, which I think is so critical to Star Wars. And Andor's totally not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> so you still need to have that, right? Because it is for kids at the end of the day. But um yeah, yeah. they're really doing it really well. But time we start making our own Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that as in like we make a fan film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just find a quick billion dollar franchise. No, we'll pocket. make our own franchise. That's yeah. No, no, that's uh, what I'm saying yeah. is like we'll just pull out a quick, you know, idea for that. <laughs> I actually don't think it's that hard. No. I know it's like, it's like what? But seriously, <laughs> I actually don't think it's that hard. It just takes commitment and good writing. And yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. Again, look people... at Brandon Sanderson. He's made whole universe i mean look at george r, r. martin like yeah. he can't finish the book but you know <laughs> yeah yeah people just want to see stuff that's good yeah like just put me in a world yeah. i don't care like yeah. look at how many cartoons are successful yeah, you know, yeah. just 
and like we're worlds. saying man like with this tech the way it's going it's like it's gonna allow us as a small studio to do something like that you know yeah which 100%. i think is really cool yeah point, we gotta start writing and start shooting yeah but we're working on it so all right i should go home and have dinner <laughs> and watch Andor. And watch yeah. Andor. And please, yes, watch Andor so we can talk about it after dinner. <laughs> and then I'm gonna check on my stable diffusion dream booth model, and then I'm gonna hit go on a render, and then I'm gonna play Elden Ring. I'm gonna go to sleep. Man, that's, a, <laughs> that's a good night. Yeah. yeah. There's. I was listening to an AMA with uh, the CEO of Stability AI, and he, you know, he could like, and he just all these questions. It's like right in the thick of like all this drama they had a few weeks ago. And somebody asked the questions like, it's like, what do you like like to do in your free time? He's like, I just want this to be in someone else's hands so I can play Elden Ring finally. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I feel that. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that's that me with 100%. that new Halo update, man. Wanna Dude, that's in? me with the Witcher Wild Hunt. <laughs> and Red Dead Redemption 2. Dude, I don't bought even it the bother. day it came out, haven't installed don't it. Don't even bother. <laughs> like, I... It's Red Dead Redemption 2 is like glorious, but like the moment you start playing, you're like, this is like, I know. there's so little regard for my time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I, I can't like, do that's it. going to be my like uh, paternity leave game. It's like yeah. Calvin was born. I bought the game, played the intro. Intro is cool. And it's like, cool. Here's your camp. Here's a thousand things you can do. And it's like, I can ride my horse for like 10 minutes to a creek and go fishing and just. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. just give me all the guns. And let me start shooting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give me a two hour experience. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, anyways, I keep playing good. Elden Ring and I have 300 hours in that. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like 100 of those are leaving it on overnight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.